0: It is. Oh, my goodness. I just hit my knee first thing, Brother T. <laughs> so I'm going to be injured to the rest of this. <laughs> Let me say that again. It is Let's Get Spiritual Podcast Tuesday morning in the podcast barn.
1: Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Good Brother morning. T, how, was, how
0: was church service Sunday at that fine place where you serve?
1: It was really good. Fantastic. Fantastic. Good. Had a great spirit. And uh, man, the preaching was on point. It was on point. But, yeah. You know, that's
0: one thing you always say about that church. Yeah, no matter yeah, what's going yeah. on there, they're always going to have fine <laughs> preaching. Just ask me. Yeah, <laughs> just just ask me. Yeah. Just ask you. <laughs> I preached a message I've preached in years. This is not a new one I wrote, but uh, you know, two weeks ago I got called up on Saturday night to preach on Sunday morning. Mm. And so you better be prepared right. in season, out of season yes. when that happens. But I, I had this last Sunday schedule for a good while. Good folks up at Von Noor mm-hmm. up just south of Knoxville on Telico Lake. And I preached fighting a lion in a pit on a snowy day.
1: Oh, yeah. You know that yeah. one, don't you? I
0: love you? that. Yes. I do, too. I, was, yeah. I know that Mark Batterson, I think, wrote a book right. about that. But years after I preached the first time, mm-hmm. I preached this thing. 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of dusted it off, made it new, added some fresh uh, illustrations and stuff, and uh, was really, uh, really well-received. I was really that's happy how that's the people great. received that one. So yeah. uh, that was up at von Orr. Shout out to the folks at von Orr Baptist mm-hmm. Church, those who listen to our podcast.
2: Yeah, I
1: told you before, some of those went to the Holy Land with me yeah, in right. 19, 2019, had a great time uh, with, with them. And that is my favorite Batterson book. I love it. Is it really? You like it better than
0: The Treasure Principle? Yeah, I do. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. Me too. Um, It's talking about facing your fears, Mm -hmm. really, and that's Mm -hmm. what we need to do. Well, this morning, my fears were played out in Facebook, and so many of you know that I got off Facebook, even, uh, matter of fact, of uh, dealing with Let's Get Spiritual. But I thought, you know, a good thing to do, my wife says, hey, Don't miss Facebook, I don't anymore, Uh, but Instagram, Mm. IG. Mm. You're the OG, brother, but this is the IG. Right, right. And uh, so this morning, before you even got here,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, I did a little tour of the podcast barn for people to see where we're sitting.
2: Right, okay. So
0: for those who don't follow us on Instagram, I wish that you would, that'd help us get the word out. But it is, just the name, let's underscore get underscore spiritual Mm. podcast, Okay. okay, so Underscore between each of the words, Let's Get Spiritual Podcast. And uh, you can see a little one-minute video of where we're sitting right now, show you the uh, classic 1977 Honda CB554 Super Woo! Sport that I was charging the battery on yesterday, about ready to start it up, and uh, got a uh, hole in the fuel line. Uh-oh. I had to order a fuel line. Oh, no. So oh, it's no. sitting there, uh... Broken apart, about ready to get that fixed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, showed them the poster over there on the wall, the Momo Monster, and different things hanging around. The podcast bar. It's a very unusual location it is. for podcasts. podcast.
2: It really is.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But, uh, hey, it's mine. The
1: turkey on the wall. Yeah,
0: big old turkey. Big yeah. turkey. On big, the, turkey. A big turkey. Big yeah. turkey on the <laughs> wall <laughs> up there. So you're going to see those things. I hope that you guys check that out. Follow us on Instagram. Tell your friends, that sort of thing as I was sharing with brother T we we had a meteoric meteoric that's it. meteoric good uh rise in the beginning of our podcast and we just kind of leveled off mm-hmm. and uh you guys love it you tell us you love it you talk to us all the time when we we'll meet you in the street or at church mm-hmm. uh but man it just kind of plateaued and uh, one thing preachers don't like is plateaus. No, I don't like that. No, we no. always like to be climbing that mountain high. Yes, 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 yes. So <laughs> we encourage you to uh, like and give us a, a review tell on whatever podcast. Yeah, tell your friends. Yeah, uh, mm. that's how it gets around. Right. You know, that's really the way it works. Mm-hmm. We've never paid for any advertising, nor received any money for advertising. So we'd just like for you guys to get it out there. Mm -hmm. Hey, what have we been talking about, Brother T? We've
1: been talking about Calvinism.
0: Calvinism. Yes. One of my favorite subjects. (laughs) Yes, indeed.
1: (laughs) Calvinism. And you're going to tell us about the first two things. We did. We've gotten through the two,
0: and today we're going to take on the lip.
1: The lip.
0: Uh, It's the tulip, Mm T-U-L-I-P, which pretty much is a way of... Characterizing the salvation doctrine of Calvinists, what's called soteriology.
1: Right.
0: Love that word. Yes. Soteriology. Lots of good words in mm. Christianity mm-hmm. eschatology, mm-hmm. soteriology, right. epistemology, yes. ecclesiology, yes. somiologies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Do that one morning in your pulpit and see. If you don't have a shouting good time, <laughs> let me or, just tell you all the great theological words. I know the endonology. <laughs>
1: or watch their eyes glaze over. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> the soteriology of Calvinism, we talked about the T and the U. T, total depravity, mm-hmm. mean uh, man, man is dead in his sins. He is uh, not only depraved, but unable to. To react or respond to God, yeah. and God must regenerate him first. So this is Calvinist doctrine. Right. Must make you alive first uh-huh. before then you can be saved.
1: It, to me, it's even amazing, however, that when Adam and Eve fell... Um, and, and depraved, they still, if you remember the story, they had the ability to hear the voice of God. Yeah, they did. Um, it, it did not hinder them from hearing right.
0: the voice of God. Yeah, and you know, but of course, uh, uh, Calvinists would say dead men can't respond to anything because they can't hear nor respond. You must be made regenerate yeah. first, receive right. life for, before salvation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's a lot of examples in there that I think that would refute that, but that, that's not what they believe mm-hmm. at all. Uh, then the you. Unconditional election. Mm. That means man has no merit. Not only is he depraved, he has no merit, no worthiness, nothing to receive salvation, nothing to call on God. So God unconditionally elects certain persons Mm -hmm. to receive his salvation. And those people who do not receive it, as we'll talk about again this morning, are considered reprobate. Right. In the world of Calvinism, when it comes to salvation, there's only two groups of people. Those are the elect mm-hmm. Those who God chose before the foundation of the world To be saved To spend eternity with him And the reprobate mm-hmm. Those people who were created with no chance right. No opportunity to be right. saved And the Bible says That that road is wider Than the road that leads to heaven mm-hmm. right? So, right So God uh, in his infinite wisdom Chose many more people to go to hell Than he did to go to heaven
1: And in the Calvinistic thought for his own glory Yes. Yeah, he did that for his own for glory.
0: For his glory. So you would receive no glory of your own.
1: Right. Damned to hell with no choice. Yep. Yeah.
0: Uh, so uh, that's the T in the U. We're going to get to the lip and tulip.
1: Yes, and today we began by thinking about limited uh, atonement. Limited atonement.
0: And limited wow. atonement speaks of the scope of Christ's death on the cross. Mm-hmm. His shed blood for the remission of sin is known as atonement. Now, Brother T, atonement is found all the way back in the book of Genesis. Right. When Adam and Eve sinned, they Mm -hmm. ate of the forbidden fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, When God spoke to them again, they hid themselves for they were naked. Right. So suddenly they had some sense of consciousness of sin, of doing wrong, so that they might stand before God and he could continue to communicate with them. He covered them mm-hmm. with bloody tunics, mm-hmm. tunics of skin. Right. That word atonement is the word for covering. Right,
1: exactly. So yes.
0: our sins, the atonement of Christ, covers our sins by the death of Jesus Christ on the cross.
1: Mm-hmm. But the Calvinist would say that that is limited. Right. Only to the elect.
0: Yeah, Only that elect. Christ did not die for everyone. Mm-hmm. Christ died for the elect, those that he chose before the foundation of the world to know him in the free pardon of sin. And so, therefore, it is limited in its effect. Now, you, so someone who's not a Calvinist may say, oh, so Christ's death was not big enough or grand enough or perfect enough for everyone. A a person who believed in this view of soteriology would say no that's not what i'm saying at Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. it is sufficient right for everyone right but only what
1: only for those who are elect
0: is it effective effective right yeah Yeah. Yeah. so the difference between the effective grace and the sufficient grace of Mm -hmm. god is where they would draw the line Mm
1: -hmm. i think they talk in circles and by the way let me preface what i'm about to say by saying i love. (laughs) Calvinist. <laughs> I've got a lot of of yeah, brothers yeah. uh, that that are Calvinist, and right. I love them. Uh, this this is not vindictive. This is not oh, no. This is a personal. discussion. Yeah. yeah, this is just a a discussion. Uh, yeah. Just because we disagree right. about soteriology you know i mean i love them you love them i do too you know and uh, but but they they talk about the harmony uh, of the trinity when when you're dealing with this you know the fact that if if that is true that jesus failed that his intercession failed and all of these things but i when you look at that and when you begin to study all of that it, it really it, it's going in circles it's absolutely going in circles and you have to Dr. D, you have to uh, just discount so many passages you do. in the Word of God. You
0: have to redefine them. You,
1: that's a good word. Yeah, yeah. you have to, you read- have to redefine, redefine them. them. And, and that's what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, even D.A. Carson, who, man, he's got some great, great stuff. Yeah. But, um, but when he talks about God's love, he says, yes, I tell them, I tell people that God loves you. You know, God loves you. And then, when questioned, yes, I mean, there are those who are destined for hell. Right. They cannot get out of it. That is in the heart of God. That is the desire of God. And so, how does God love that individual? And this is what He will say: Well, rain falls on the just and the unjust. Mm-hmm. You know. And so, yes, God loves a man. And but but when you play that out, yeah. You know, well, honestly, Doc, when you play that out, you know, I can give you a Mercedes or a Jag or whatever, yep. give you the greatest home, you know, and just demonstrate love to you, love to you, love to you for 80 years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But when you die, if you are destined for hell and you have no choice about it, is that love?
0: I know. That's the big question to me, yeah. Brother T, is uh, does God really love everyone? Right. And And the... No doubt the most famous, the most quoted, memorized verse in all of Scripture is John three sixteen. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And it does say, for God so loved. Right. The emphasis on so love." I mean, mm-hmm. the extreme love that he gave his only begotten son, King James' begotten son, mm-hmm. the whosoever should believe on him right. should never perish but have eternal life. Yes. So, does that mean that God loved everyone so much that whoever would make that decision could have eternal life, that he expressly opened the door to all to come in through his love and receive salvation through his son, Jesus Christ.
1: Uh, I believe God did love all. Yes. Yes. Without a doubt. And and again, I think you have to do... Uh, verbal gymnastics To get around
0: that yeah. But if we do believe in reprobation yes. A person being a reprobate mm-hmm. That is born with no opportunity To have eternal life right. That forever lost in their sin. No matter what, how good a person that they are The question is That person Well the question, the statement I would make is That would mean that that God That God foreordained That person to be in a hell That he created Sure Right? Right. So can you truly love someone that you, without their ability to change, mm. will condemn to hell? Mm.
1: You know, at least A.W. Pink, for the most part, is consistent when he talks about this. Because in his writings, he actually says, God does not that's love right. everyone. Right, he
0: said, God doesn't love yeah. everyone.
1: And so at least he's consistent.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the way I have to deal with it. Yes. how? Have you ever heard how he deals with that scripture, John three sixteen? 16? I don't, and how it I don't seems. recall that, yeah. I, I saw it one time. I don't know if mm-hmm. it was pink, but it was a person who adhered to uh, Calvinistic soteriology and, they, and, and literally put next to God so loved the world, in parentheses, the elect. Yes. For God loved the elect mm-hmm. of the world. Mm-hmm. And then if you are willing or able... Uh, I have a mind to to insert in there a parenthesis, then you mm-hmm. can make John three sixteen work right.
1: Let me read to you. First John two two it says, "And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world." Yeah. the whole world, whole world. And then the Bible says in First John, excuse me, First Timothy four ten. For to this end, we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men, especially of those who believe. He's the Savior of all men, especially those who believe. Mm-hmm. Well, you know?
0: yeah, I mean, th- those who believe are the ones who will be saved. Exactly. But those who choose not to believe uh, are not saved.
1: Right. And let me give you one other, Dr. D. 1 Timothy 2, 4 through 6, uh, who desires all men to be saved. That- that's God's desire. You know, that all men to be saved uh, and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time.
0: And that's the scripture, Brother T, that uh, I thought when I said it, while I was teaching this before, and I thought maybe even last week you might get some comments, Mm -hmm. that I said, if God's desire is all to be saved Mm -hmm. and... uh, the sovereignty of God, a Calvinist will say, is God gets what he desires. Right. That rather than being a Calvinist or an Armenian or anywhere between, I would be a universalist. Mm. Because if God gets what he desires and mm-hmm. we have no action, no part to play in that, then mm-hmm. all of us right. get saved because the Bible clearly says his desire is for everyone to be saved. Mm-hmm. So that's called universalism. Right. When regardless of your faith, regardless of your decision, mm-hmm. regardless of anything about you, then we would just turn it on its head, then everyone is the elect. Right,
1: yes, yes. Well, again, the Calvinist they look at God's love differently, mm-hmm. and then they also look at whosoever will differently. Yes. I mean, you yeah. know, there, again, they define that, that only those who God... Um, deals with will yeah. be the whosoever will that
0: God gives you that desire for right. Him mm-hmm. that you don't have mm-hmm. until He gives it to exactly. you so, exactly. So yes, you are making a decision of your will, but it's mm-hmm. only the will that God gave you. Yeah,
1: and if God did not give it to you, you then you won't have. No, yeah, you have no opportunity because right, you're dead. You're dead. Yes. Yeah. Um,
0: so, so there's a play on words there. I, my, my thoughts where I wrote my notes when I taught this the first time that if the Bible says God is love it does in 1 John four eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is love defined? Well, Paul defines that in his letter to the Corinthian church. Says love is defined as patient and kind, mm. and there's a, a list of attributes. Right. And so my question is, is God patient if he rejects people out of time mm-hmm. uh, who did nothing good or bad, right. but simply rejected them and said, okay, I'll destine you for torment or without regard to choices or actions that you make, there's no age of accountability, uh, your destiny is settled before you're born.
1: Mm, yeah, I mean, to well, me that is not love. Why,
0: why is there need right. for patience and love exactly. when you're not waiting for any sort of decision to right? be made? Yeah. That decision has been made for you.
1: To me, Doc, a lot of this comes down to a belief in the character of God, where yeah. you believe about the character of God. Yeah, You know, and God is love. Yes, he's holy, mm-hmm. but God is love. And um, and then also, I think, the definition of freedom. Uh, we definitely differ there as well.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, Adrian Rogers said that if it is coerced love, it's not love at right. all. Right,
1: exactly. Exactly. And, uh,
0: there's a fellow that love who's a British dude. He's Irish, actually. Uh, John Lennox. Mm. And John Lennox gives a, an example of coming home and greeting his wife and and all the interaction that they have. And that if she were simply programmed to Mm. receive him that way, would she really be loving him? And the truth is, it's really not real love. If it's programmed, if it's coerced, if it's predetermined, Mm -hmm. that love comes out of a heart that certainly is touched by the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. Neither you or I would ever say that we just get saved any time that we want. The the Spirit of God has to draw us, and that's what Scripture Mm -hmm. teaches. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that um, there is this idea that we respond to how God has, and and I know that I believe carries no weight. I mean, everyone Mm -hmm. is subjective. You have Mm -hmm. what you believe. But I know I've had to deal with it, and you have as a pastor that um, a parent, particularly Mm -hmm. who has a an infant or an unborn or someone very young passes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know how I could face with words of comfort when the best I could say is let's hope that your child was a member of the elect.
1: Yes. Yeah. Hope, hope, hope. Yeah. Yeah. And again, this is very personal to me, very biographical because of my son Daniel, right? You know, I mean, my son, we call him Scooter. Uh, he's 28, but his uh, mental capacity, um, I mean, he pray. I tell our church, I'm, honestly, he prays until his Fruit Loops get soggy, you know, <laughs> but, but sometimes he prays for Barney, yeah. sometimes he prays for Scooby-Doo, yeah. you know, and he really does not have uh, a concept like we would of salvation, yeah. you know, he just mentally, he cannot go there. Right. He just cannot go there. And and I cannot imagine someone like Daniel without the ability to understand, you know, being destined yeah. to hell. Right. I, I just can't.
0: I don't either, uh, but some people do. Yes. And, um, again, that's where we disagree, not being hateful, not being no, ugly. No. It's just a right. place in which we disagree. Yeah. So we've gone through TUL.
1: Now we're at? Aye. Aye. Irresistible grace.
0: <laughs> irresistible grace. Can I say,
1: it, it's not talking about a lady named Grace. That's irresistible. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, that's is a that, problem. Yeah,
0: yeah, that would be a problem. <laughs> that's that's a not what we're talking about. <laughs> it's, it's, this is very important in our study of terminology because um, I believe that man responds to the conviction of the Holy Spirit.
2: Yes. about
0: their need for a Savior. But Calvinist theology says that regeneration precedes redemption because we're dead in our sins and dead men are unable to respond to God. So irresistible grace says, okay, God is going to bestow upon you the grace and the desire and the life that cause you to respond to him. Therefore, because God is the actor in this, it is not you're not capable of of resisting this call upon your life to be saved,
1: right? But yet, all throughout the Word of God, we we see a difference. I mean, yeah. you know, all throughout the Word of God, uh, Acts seven fifty one, you do always resist the Holy Spirit. Yeah, uh, John three eighteen, believe not is condemned. If you believe not, you're condemned. Yeah, John three thirty six, he that believeth not. The son shall not see life. I mean, over and over and over. Uh, Acts ten uh, forty three. Whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. If you do believe, yes, you know, over and over and over, we just see uh, the inconsistency. In, in my heart, you yeah. know, as we look at it, yeah. as I look at it, uh, that that it can be rejected. You can reject. Uh, the the free gift, the wonderful gift of salvation
0: Remember Stephen's message The first Christian message that we have recorded In the book of Acts Before his life was taken from him Acts chapter 7 verse 51 He says to the Jewish people You always resist yes. the Holy Spirit yes. You always resist So this, this whole idea was brought up To John Piper who's one of the most Influential Calvinists in the country Here's what he said And I wrote this, this from his lips of course people resist God all the time. That is, until he decides they will not.
2: <laughs> that bless your
0: heart. <laughs> it just blesses your heart. <laughs> so sure, people resist.
1: I want to take an offer right now. Let's <laughs> <laughs> take an offer, brother.
2: <laughs> so that's
0: that's one way to deal with it. Sure, right. you can do it temporarily, but God is only allowing some semblance of free will there. It's not free will, because when he chooses you'll cease to resist yeah
1: again I, I just see such inconsistency yeah all the way around uh, these these when you read or when you watch or when you listen um, I mean I just sit there and I pick out you know you can't say that if you said that you, yeah. there's no way you can say this if you said that yeah. you know uh there's just such a, a, i think if you look at it fairly there's an mm-hmm.
0: inconsistency yeah i remember cs lewis was dealing with this and but when he talked about his own salvation experience he said he, God drug him in, uh, you know, he was putting his heels in, he was trying, because he came from a word of the intellect and academia. And a lot of times people of faith were looked down upon, but God kept crashing into his life and he had to respond Mm -hmm. one way or the other. He said, yeah, I resisted. I resisted all along the way. Mm -hmm. uh, But I finally had to come to the grips that this was truth.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, And when there is inconsistency um, I, a lot of times they run to the mystery of God. Mm-hmm. I, I see that, and I hear that over and over and over. They just run to the just to the mystery of God, you know. Yeah. And um, and again, to me, there's just an inconsistency there. And so,
0: I I don't know if you've again. This is very subjective, so it would not hold up in a court of law. But, right. Um, over the course of many years, so sharing messages and testimonies and that sort of thing i have seen deep conviction come up on people to the point of weeping and wailing i've I've seen people just break down in tears and not all of those people have responded in kind by receiving jesus as their savior Mm. i've seen people just i mean no I, i can't i still can't do that i can't i understand what you're saying i still can't do that push you aside or whatever now my thought is, why would God convict them to such a degree
2: mm-hmm.
0: that they're they're they 're literally crying and then they 're shaking, but they still do not respond it 's very subjective, I know, but in mm-hmm. my mind it 's like the the mean kid on the block and the dog that 's behind the fence and he holds the the steak just beyond, the piece mm. of meat just beyond the fence. Right. And that dog does everything in the world, can get to it and longs for it, but the kid won't give him the steak. Yeah. And, and it's almost like God said, yeah, there is salvation out there, and I know you're longing for it, but it's not yours. Mm-hmm. That's a very subjective thing because people will say, well, who knows what that person does in their heart? Right. Well, who right. knows what happens before they die? Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I do know the part of salvation, if I understand the Scripture correctly, I hope I do, is confession. Yeah. Yes. With the mouth, confession is made what into salvation. You've got to mm-hmm. make that commitment. That is, you have to share that this is a part. I, I accepted Christ. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's a testimony. Jesus says that if you'll deny me before men, I'll deny you before the Father who is before the angels in heaven. You, you right. know, you, you part of your salvation experience is... Mm-hmm. Not being a closet Christian, but mm-hmm. letting people know that you've made sure. that decision. Yeah.
1: I mean, um, I remember when I gave my heart to Christ. Yeah. I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday, honestly. And it was 50 years ago. Wow. You know, 50 years ago. Uh, this year, 50 years ago. And, and I remember uh, just falling under conviction because, yes, God drew me. You know, we love him because he first loved us, First John mm-hmm. four nineteen. 19. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember I did not go to the altar. It was at Grace Baptist Church in Black Bottom. And I got in the car and, and I told my dad, I need to talk to you. You know, and he had just given his heart to Christ. I have would seen a difference in his life, yeah. you know. And and I remember 4902 13th Avenue down in East Lake, man, got on my knees, and I did. I confessed, man. I confessed my sin, and I asked Christ to be to be my Savior. And, and I was there when it happened, and it changed my life, yeah. you know. And, and so I did. I confessed Him. I made a confession.
0: That's cool. That old song, I was there when it happened, so I guess I ought to know. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, so, Irresistible Grace, I, I, have a problem with that particular doctrine as well. So mm-hmm. when I say that, you know, I used to say that I'm a three point Calvinist, two point Calvinist. Once I truly understood the stance that Calvin and Luther and the people who followed them mm-hmm. took, I really am a zero point Calvinist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no tulips in my field. <laughs> so, and I'm going to talk about that before we close. It caused me to write my own view of, soteriology my right. own and and again that's a wonderful thing about the priesthood of the believer mm-hmm. while we can't just manby pamby go out there and make up what we want to make up but based mm-hmm. upon scripture uh, i had to come to that place where if someone asked me okay then if you don't believe this what do you believe right and and i and i literally wrote that down so i could repeat it but mm. let's get to the last one
1: yeah perseverance perseverance of the saints yeah uh, god gives you faith and election from birth And uh, you will regenerate And you will persevere The perseverance of the saints What what say you?
0: Well, uh, again, growing up Pentecostal This was the most damnable the most damnable yeah. particular doctrine of the Baptist. Mm-hmm. We baptized like you guys, and we went to church on the same day you guys went to church. <laughs> but you believe that you could get saved and then live like the devil and still go to heaven is mm. what we were told. Mm. We call it once saved, always saved. Hallelujah. <laughs> Whereas I found out the Baptist prelate called it uh, eternal security. Yes, yes. Which is much... More polished. Yes. Term yeah, we are polished. Than what saved, always right. saved. Yeah, we're polished. Uh we would talk about the fact that yes, you you had grace, but it was cheap grace. Mm-hmm. Cheap grace. You, know, right. you just you just treat Diedrich it. Diedrich
1: Bonhoeffer. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Cheap
0: grace. Yes. So you you know, you get saved, then live like the devil when you get to so you go to a funeral of someone who got saved in elementary school mm-hmm. and they lived like the devil ever since. And the, but the preacher will say, I remember Yep, when they were in primary,
1: yes,
0: and uh, they gave their life to Jesus. We baptize them right here in this Baptist yes. street, so we know this day they're walking the streets of glory. <laughs> Basically, preach them into heaven. Yeah, preach them into
1: heaven. heaven. Yeah, and and again, James deals with faith and works.
0: Absolutely. I mean,
1: you know, faith without works is what? Dead as a hammer. That's right. You know, and and he deals with that um, so well in James chapter 2 and gives beautiful illustrations of Abraham and Rahab, you know, and even a morbid picture of, uh, you know, when the spirit and the body are absent from each other, yeah. you know, there's death. Yeah. And we know that. We've been around that. That's a morbid picture when you mm-hmm. look at it. And he, it is. and he compares it with works and faith, yeah. you know, and and the death of that. And so I, I believe with all my heart, and I know you believe with mm-hmm. all your heart, that when, you, when you're when you saved, when you truly have the goods, yeah. uh, it's going to be evidenced by your life.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people uh, who either are taught incorrectly or just use human understanding uh, seem that they believed while they may have simply, well, remember the story, Jesus, he said, uh, there was this house and there was a demon that lived in this house Mm. and the demon left the house and the owner of the house cleaned the house up. And that demon roamed for a while through barren places, but came back to the house and said, Whoa, this guy's done some remodeling, mm. you know he's cleaned yeah. it up, done some remodeling. I'm yeah. not only going to go, but i'm going to bring my friends with right. me, and we're going to live there again. Of course, Jesus is um not talking about a literal house he's talking mm-hmm. about that domain that that domicile that is your life mm-hmm. your your body right. and that there are people who attempt to get rid of bad habits and quit doing stuff that is not culturally acceptable mm-hmm. so that you might live right. Mm-hmm. And I heard that a lot growing up with the team. Oh, yeah. You'd ask somebody in my church or you say, They this. I'm trying to live right. Right. Or yeah. I hope I'm going to heaven right. and not ever have that certainty because we rejected the whole eternal security thing. Mm-hmm. It had something to do with your works. But Jesus said, no, all you're doing is making a more hospitable place for demons to live. Mm. If you try to, mm. you know, clean up your own act. Right. So, Jesus cleans up our act after we become followers of Christ. Yes. And therefore, that's why James says the evidence of that decision to follow after Christ Comes after the salvation experience those works that come afterwards are not salvi- not saving works right, but evidence of a saved life
1: yes, yes, without a doubt i mean we we heard the terminologies all of our life, pulling our you know ourselves up by our own bootstraps, yeah. and you know cleaning ourselves up and taking a bath before you take a shower i mean i 've heard so many yep. different people talk about those types of things uh, but but you 're exact to me. You're exactly right. I mean, when we give our hearts to Christ, when we come to Christ... Uh, then God begins that sanctification yes. process in our lives, yes. you know, and, and we look into the Word of God, and and we want we look into the perfect law of liberty, yeah, you know, and, and continue in it. And when we do, and we're not forgetful hearers, but we continue in it. It mm-hmm. says that one's going to be blessed yeah. in what he does, yeah. you know. And so you got to look into the to the law of liberty. You got to continue in it. And and that that word there it, it deals with a, a poem. You're 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 creatively uh, living for God. You're creatively working out yeah. uh, the Christ life. You know.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that you and I both come down on this, and we we both believe in eternal security. Let me just say because I'm not a five point Calvinist. Neither do I have any points of Calvinism. That even the perseverance of the saints is based upon a different foundation mm-hmm. than what you and I. This is what the Westminster Confession of Faith says. <laughs> the pers- perseverance of the saints depends not upon their free will, but upon the immutability of the decree of election. hmm so here, here's what that perseverance of the saint is saying. Because God chose you before the foundation of the world as being a part of the elect. You will always be a part of the elect regardless of your actions. Yeah. That is not no. the perseverance of the saints that you and I are talking
1: about. No, that is not at all. Uh, again, there's so many, like you were saying, the example You know, at a funeral. You know, man, I was there. When he gave his heart to the Lord in vacation Bible school. Right. He'd taken a drink of pink Kool-Aid or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But then
2: he's
1: lived like the devil, man, ever since then. But because of that, you know, uh, we're preaching them into heaven. That's not in the Word of God. No,
0: we don't have the capability to preach people. I'd preach everybody into heaven if I could. Yes, yes. That th- this is a scripture that I think really speaks to this is Romans eight thirty five through thirty nine and Calvinists love Romans eight, mm-hmm. but you need to look at it from the right perspective. Who can separate us? from the love of Christ. Can affliction or distress or famine or nakedness or danger or sword, as it's written, because of you of you we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. Knowing all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us, loved us, for I am persuaded, neither death nor life nor Angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, or depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The question is, who is he talking to here? (laughs) Who is us? And Calvinists would say uh, that the us are those people who received the effectual call of God unto salvation. I would say the us is those who received the gift who don't deserve it and it's not a wage, we can't forfeit it because it's a gift, not a wage. Mm-hmm. One puts the emphasis on that foreordination, that predetermination that God chose you before the foundation of the world, they say, mm-hmm. my view of the eternal security of the believer is because no, we did not earn it. Mm-hmm. We received it because we received the gift of God after responding to the call of the spirit, not something that was done to us before our birth, but something we responded to and we received the love of Jesus.
1: Right, Yes. Yeah. Salvation is the gift that we responded to. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Without a doubt.
0: You know, Calvin, is, Calvin himself called reprobation a de- dreadful decree, mm-hmm. which leads to unfathomable mysteries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> John Popper admitted to the agony, torment, and days of weeping he endured when he first grappled with these doctrines.
1: mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I think John Piper is more John Calvin than John Calvin is John Calvin.
0: Yeah, that's real I mean the he will defend these tenets of Calvinism and and come up with things like I, it breaks my heart that they're true yeah. but they're true and I wept for days when right. I learned that those were the case and sure you can resist the call of God until he decides you're not going to resist the call of God mm-hmm. just a lot of plain words and I think he's a fine man I, yes, Now I don't definitely. enjoy hearing him preach just I don't yeah. uh, one because I know his doctrine and mm-hmm. two it's all soft spoken <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> soft spoken is fine uh, sort of breathy. Yeah, yeah, kind of breathy, but yeah. I, I don't know. I like preachers who lift their voice.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, so what say you, Brother T, about uh, this whole idea of, of reprobation, limited atonement, irresistible? I mean, the whole idea of that view of salvation. How should we deal with it?
1: I don't know. You know, again, I think Calvinist... Um, they would run to Romans 9 10 11 and camp out there so much you know but when you honestly when you look at that um, it's dealing with the nation of Israel yeah Uh, all three chapters Romans 9 begins talking about Israel It concludes dealing with Israel. Romans ten begins with Israel and concludes with Israel, and Romans eleven as well. Right, and and so um, where where they would take that and talk about individually, um, I look at those chapters and put it, I think, in context. You know, and and it's dealing with Israel. It's dealing with the nation of Israel Mm -hmm. corporately.
0: Yeah. So I, I'm going to say this. I do believe in the calling of God. Yes. But oftentimes, as you just very well described, the calling that we're talking about is a corporate calling. Right. It's a calling to a nation, mm-hmm. and none of us, well, we know through Scripture that all people who are of Israel who were called to be God's people, not all followed after Him. No. There are many who died in the desert, you know, mm-hmm. in unbelief and mm-hmm. unbelief, uh, and even you know the Jews today and Jews in the times of Jesus. Some received Him, some did not. Mm-hmm. But there was a corporate calling own the nation of Israel to be God's representative to the world. I
1: mean, Genesis 12. Yeah. Yeah. God called Abraham. Yes. Said, you are going to be a blessing what, to the nations. Yeah. Yes. And so, exactly, a, a corporate calling.
0: Then there's a out? calling to service. Yes. You remember when uh, Jesus spoke to his disciples and he said to them, hey, you have not chosen me, mm-hmm. I have chosen you. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I've heard uh, a friend of mine, who, a good friend of mine, I don't see him anymore because he retired long before I did, who pastored a neighboring Baptist church, mm-hmm. and uh, he would use that. Can't you see there that God says, I chose you. You didn't choose me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But that's not a choosing for salvation. Right. That's a choosing for service. Right. Yes. And I believe in choosing. I believe that God chose me mm-hmm. to teach his word. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think that's the, uh, you know, my definition of success has always been to learn and do God's unique purpose for your life and help others to do the same. Mm-hmm. That's I've defined that a long time ago. What right. that means, what did God choose you to do? How did he gift you like he didn't gift someone else? Mm-hmm. And a great blessing in life is to learn what that is. Right. And then once you've learned what that is, in my life at least, was then to help others mm-hmm. determine what that was and get on the same road that I was on. Mm-hmm. And so I do believe that I was chosen for this Mm-hmm. Not for something else, and the sweet spot in your life where you find real fulfillment is doing what God called you to do,
1: yeah, and i 've told you before, man, that clarity that you 've always had has has been something that really has um, helped me in my life, yeah you know Good. because for years you 've talked about that, I have. we 've been at Starbucks or Panera yeah. Bread or wherever, <laughs> yeah you know, and for years you 've shared that and and it 's helped me, i think, stay on task. Of what God's called me to do. It's one, a great clear.
0: way, Brother T, to decide about a decision. You know, we don't need God to write it in the, in the sky in clouds, mm-hmm. or, or we don't hear, need to hear a audible voice. Right. The question I always ask is, does this line up with God's calling on my life? Right. If I'm to do this, it's going to take me further in that direction mm-hmm. or further away from that. Mm-hmm. And then I can decide pretty quickly if that works or not. Right. And, and it's not... Henry Blackaby did a great job Mm. of experiencing God and explaining that Mm -hmm. years ago. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. So
0: there's a a corporate calling. Right. There's a calling for service. Service. And then there is a calling to salvation. Mm -hmm. We believe that God calls all men to salvation. Mm -hmm. This desire that none should perish, but that all should come to salvation. And that we respond to the Spirit's call in our life, convicting us of our sins, Mm -hmm. then our responsibility... No merit on our part, but simply receiving a gift that's offered to us. Right,
1: because faith is not a work. Yeah, no. yeah. I mean, again, all of these different definitions, we we just differ on. We yeah, differ. We on, do. You know?
0: Paul, when he talks about works in the New Testament, is almost always talking about the works of Judaism. Yes,
1: yes. That that's
0: what he's speaking right. to those because they want to fall back into that trap yes. of observing Sabbaths and mm-hmm. and all the other things mm-hmm. they were doing. But those are the works he was talking about. That, that and so. The works that James talks about are the works of being a good human being, mm-hmm. of being a person who's a part of the kingdom of right. God, the new creation, mm-hmm. and those work through us because we are new creatures right. in Christ.
1: Living out the Christ's life. Yeah. Yeah, just practical Christianity. Yeah, exactly. So the, there are different callings in Scripture. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So
0: I, we're almost to the end, and so because of this, and, and if you've got one written out, I'd love to hear yours as well, but... Uh, when I was, you know, when I was def- defending my view as opposed to those that had the view of Calvinism,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, I needed to write my own soteriology statement. So, wow. uh, what Calvinists call a mystery, I call a contradiction. I don't see mm. mystery in Scripture. There's, mm-hmm. there's, but here's what I wrote: God created mankind in His image for the purpose of fellowship and service. Because of Adam's willful choice to disobey God's command mankind and all the earth incurred the curse of sin which is death mm-hmm. because of god's love for us he willingly willfully sent jesus christ to completely pay the debt of sin we owed by his death on the cross mm-hmm. god graciously offers the three free gift of salvation to all who will believe in Christ having heard the gospel of Jesus Christ and being compelled by the Holy Spirit to repent of their sins. And finally, all who believe are saved for eternity and all who reject God's free gift of salvation will be condemned by their sins and separated from God forever.
1: I did not write one, but I will co-sign that. Okay. Yes.
0: (laughs) I spent considerable time Mm -hmm. making sure that included each view Mm -hmm. that I had a salvation, uh, and I could scripturally authenticate that. All that comes out of the Bible. Yes. And so that's where I stand. That's where I came. Right. uh, It's it certainly is totally dependent upon God and his free gift of salvation. As
1: you were reading it, I was filtering scriptures through my mind. Yeah, so we can defend that without a doubt. Yeah.
0: Yep. Well, uh, I I hope that this has helped some people who've been challenged by folks who have a doctrine uh, that they are confused by. Uh, I hope that we've been able to lay it out plainly. Uh, and again, this is not a fellowship breaker at mm-hmm. all. There's good folks mm-hmm. in my life who are Calvinist, yes, and and some listeners to this podcast I know because they've responded to me, right? Uh, th- but we want to lay out where we stood mm-hmm. on this after careful thought. Yeah,
1: some of my closest friends are Calvinists. Yeah, some of my cl- so it's not a fellowship breaker.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not, and they're all hoping that you're not reprobate.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because you do act that way sometimes. Everyone (laughs) Folks, we hope that you enjoyed it. Tune in next week. I don't know yet what our subject matter is. But I can't wait. It'll be good.
1: It's going to be good. It'll be so good.
0: (laughs) Brother T's going to share some of his wisdom. I always look forward to that. Well, you guys have a great week. God bless. God bless.